0: Kinds of question we'll talk about in this show. Your hosts, Leslie and Tracy, will share their experiences, but also want to learn from your insights, your questions, and your suggestions. So don't just listen in. Call us with your comments.
1: Hi, and welcome to Say Yes to Spirit. So glad you joined us, and. Uh, As many of you know, every week we have a theme, and this week our theme is inspiration or to be inspired, and um, it's a great topic for a show where we're talking about saying yes to spirit because one of the natural questions becomes, if you say yes to spirit, how does that inspire you to live your life? So today we'll get to talk about inspiration, what it means, what um, you are inspired to do in your life. How does how do you even know when you're inspired or when you're operating from inspiration? Uh, what's the difference for you between inspired action and other action that you might take? We can go all of those places. Um, But let's start with inspiration, simply how is it defined in the dictionary. Inspiration is the process of being mentally stimulated to do or feel something, especially to do something creative. And it gives the example flashes of inspiration. And of course, that makes me, in the back of my mind, begin to think, but you know, if if I'm saying yes to spirit, I'd be having these flashes of inspiration so often that maybe it wouldn't be um, temporary. Maybe I'm living my whole life in a way that is creative. So the inspiration is the process of being mentally stimulated to do or feel something. A second definition is that inspiration is the quality of having been stimulated, especially when evident in something like a moment of inspiration in an otherwise dull display, or a piece of art that seems to be um, inspired when the the other pieces of art by that same artist maybe are rote or are very repetitive. Whether it's visual art or whether it's a body of work that is art. So uh, we'll have some, (laughs) I have to laugh because as I'm looking at the definitions, it had synonyms and one of the synonyms was inhalation. And I'm like, wait, that threw me for a minute. But it it is true when we uh, sometimes talk about the breath. It's inspire and expire. Inspire and expire. Or with other things that um they are inspired and then, you know, they have our food has an expiration date. So what is its inspiration date and its expiration date? Or its creation date and its expiration date. And so that too gives us a place to think about that, um, you know, with our food source or with our processed foods often. We have the date it was created, and we may not know that, but the product is stamped with an expiration date, the date that that product expires, is no longer safe to use or may not be considered fresh. Um, So I hadn't thought about that when uh, we started talking about inspiration, uh, but the opposite could be expiration in some form. Um, So let's see where that takes us today. Thanks for joining us on Say Yes to Spirit. Our theme today is inspiration, and we'll be back right after this short break. So glad to talk about this idea of inspiration, because so often for myself and for so many people I talk with, it seems like we get so busy doing things that we forget that life is life is a gift, and that we are each put here to do something really special and unique. You know, we each have our own purpose, our own priorities. And sometimes we get so busy that we don't allow inspiration to guide us or to lead us. We get caught up in what we think we have to do and what we're told we have to do. And we completely and totally miss the opportunity to do something that really jazzes us. Do you know what I mean? Like sometimes I know I'm really inspired. I'm working for my inspiration because whatever it is that I'm working on, I get lost in it. Do you know? I, I'm not keeping track of the time or I'm I'm doing it and three or four hours goes by and I think it's been 30 minutes or 40 minutes. And sometimes, you know, that's because it's something I'm really excited about or, or, you know, it matches what I believe is a part of my purpose. But often it is more that I'm inspired to do it. I have this idea to do it, to do it or to try that thing. And so the inspiration of that fuels my energy and makes me lose track of what's going on. So I love this theme of inspiration. And the question, uh, one of the questions is, like,
0: how do you know when you are inspired? I have a question about connection. I like what you said about the connection between purpose and inspiration. It's like chicken and the egg. Do you have a sense of which one, if inspiration draws us towards our purpose or if our purpose becomes our inspiration? Now there's a deep question.
1: Yeah, that's a pretty you know, I don't I think they feed each other. I think yeah. I think about it in my life, even when I know when even when I feel I'm acting on purpose or within what I perceive to be my purpose, I'm not always inspired. It can be like anything <laughs> else. It's like, oh, I'm supposed to do this because there's this bigger purpose, right. and so the purpose does inspire my life overall. And there are things that I do that I just get inspired to do that I don't think are connect my purpose at all.
0: So. so inspiration would almost seem like a um, probably a, a, a deeper sense. Of, is, is so inspiration would be something that we always enjoy? Whereas purpose might sometimes we have to, you know, do three things we don't like to get to our purpose. But inspiration would be the thing that by definition would be inspiring, would be joy-filled.
1: Well, um, yes and yes. <laughs> yes and yes.
0: So <laughs> See, yes I, like that. And I like that one, yes and yes and no. Is there a, is there a third one there, no? Oh, no, yes, yes,
1: that I think. That's true. And yes, I've been inspired by things that were not fun or that were scary. Or, um, you know, I've worked with clients who were very much inspired as a result of a death in their family, or very much inspired because they, they were raped and they had, a, you know, or a seeming camisa as a great example of he was inspired he has been for almost 20 years inspired to do great work in the world but his inspiration was the death of his son his son was killed by a um as part of a gang member initiation killed by a 14 year old teenager so It's like that wasn't fun to go through, yet it inspired great, meaningful action that has sustained, been sustained for 18 years. So at the same time, I can think of where I had an an insight or an inspiration that led me to do something that was completely fun and fun or deepening, if that makes any sense.
0: You know, that's curious, when you start talking about him being inspired by the death of his son, I thought, you know, I I think we do use the word inspiration that way, by something tragic happening and then we're inspired to do something more different or better, quote-unquote. But um, when I first thought of the word inspiration, I didn't have any connection to that. I just thought of, you know, sort of being inspired or inspiring as this sort of spiritually connected thing, not not a world connected thing. Isn't that interesting? Well, I think it's
1: interesting because see, I think using the uh, Azim Kamisa example, I think he was inspired by the by spirit, not by the world action of his son being killed. I think it was the spiritual part of him that said, "I am going to. I am. I can find good in this. I can be good from this. I am. This is an inspired idea. I mean, the worldly response would be revenge. The worldly response would be. Oh, right. So anger. Spiritual history. I got gotcha. you. And so he was inspired from a spiritual place to be bigger than that, to do something that would make a
0: positive
1: difference.
0: So that would mean the inspiration was still somewhat spirit-formed, spirit-based. Yeah, I don't think it has to be. Yeah, I guess that's what I was, yeah.
1: Inspired, a lot of times you'll hear speakers talk about inspired Uh in spirit, you know, that it's. That the word, uh, that's the funny. word is formed, about that in you know uh-huh. that you are working in spirit or within spirit who you are and inspired. they have that kind of tone in
0: their voice when they talk to yeah <laughs> and they that's think it's inspiring inspiring you know, right 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 right
1: whatever um, and so I yeah I think you know going back to uh, the top of the show with the definition that inspiration is simply the process of being mentally stimulated to do or feel something. Um, the question is
0: where, what is the source of that inspiration? So the inspiration, I, I wouldn't say it, I was inspired to take revenge or to go take the law in my own hands. That would probably not be a sentence. The inspir, that would be I was compelled. I was angry. I was something, but that wouldn't be inspiration by how I'm thinking of the word inspiration. Inspiration to me does I think even though it just says mental stimulus, it doesn't say anything about spiritual root or spiritual
1: basis. Yeah, I mean a dictionary definition, but of course since our show is say yes to spirit <laughs> we have the power we can, we can change. We can change we really say, you know, so if you're saying yes to spirit, how does that inspiration show up? How do you even know you're being... How do you know you're inspired to do something versus it's my job to do it?
0: You know, that's always something I think... The, the word discernment has always been a pondering of mine because I have just a few voices going on at any given time in my head. Just, I don't know, seven, maybe. But... um at least. <laughs> So which one, which one is God's voice? Has always been my, you know, opportunity, right? <laughs> Going on in your head. It's not God's voice. <laughs> oh, I think one of them's got to be right, right? I think so. So uh, discernment or you know understanding, where does that inspiration, or not where, but how does it come to me? You know, because I I do struggle. I do I do see that. I ponder that a lot. Why I use the word struggle. But I ponder that a lot in terms of, because I can have really what I would consider the thing I have to do. And then I think, oh no, that wasn't it at all. And I kind of follow little rabbit trails of things. And then, but I feel very inspired, quote unquote, at the time. But then, you know, I think, oh no, oh no. But it is interesting to watch the whole pattern since I'm old now. I can see that there is, you know, there's always good that comes out of the little rabbit trail, but it's really pushing back towards a larger flow of something. Not yet revealed, so see, I have to stay alive to see what the inspiration, the big, the big inspiration versus the little tiny shoots of inspiration that my life is. Because I do, I do always try to follow an intuition versus inspiration. The, you know, Is there a huge difference between the two of those? I, I think it depends on who you talk to. I'm um, talking
1: to you, Tracy Brown. I, you know, there's a part of me that thinks they're that thinks they're different, and there's a part of me that feels they are the same because ah. they feel the same. When I really feel inspired, and it's an... Inspiration that came from outside of my ego—it
0: mm-hmm.
1: feels the exact same as intuition. And <clears throat> Ernest Holmes, actually, in Science of Mind, basically says they're the same. Inspiration ah. and intuition are basically the same. Um, but intellectually, I, I just want them to be different. You know, <laughs> I want them. I want inspiration to feel more like um, it comes. For me, even though I'm, oh. I'm saying it's spirit guided oh, right, right. and intuition, you know, feels more like um, it's a it's something that's guiding me that's outside of myself. But mm-hmm. true, but true inspiration, I think we don't always have a concrete like we can't always follow the breadcrumbs.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, or right left, right foot, left foot, right foot, left foot we're inspired to move in a direction or to move toward a goal but we don't know all the steps that are going to get us there
0: and in true inspiration or true intuition the steps would come naturally outside of my ability to create I think my experience has been when I'm when I'm working on my own power to create the next step it's very complicated and very hard just fraught with danger. I like that word fraught with danger. But when I just am going in that flow and being intuitive or or living in the inspiration of the moment, really extraordinary things happen. And kind of getting out of my own way. Stacey Brown is laughing. Because you're saying exactly what I was getting ready to say.
1: Oh, okay, very good. Like, if we would just get out of our own way, it would probably reveal more inspiration and more intuition. Right. But most of us, most of the time, are just like a hamster. (laughs) I love that. You know, we're the hamster on the wheel, just like we. I can make this happen. I can make this happen. I'll get there. I'll get there. Right. And really, you know, I, I, I know for me it's one of the reasons that meditation is so important. Yes. Because it it forces me in some ways to step back, take a deep breath, and physically and figuratively, and simply be, let it be. Let life be. hmm and refresh, like um, you know, rebooting the computer. Yes. You know, turn it off.
0: Yes.
1: Hit the the start or reboot button. Let it start up and make all the fresh connections again. Right.
0: And it works so much better. Right. And, you know, there's a, there's a sort of a, and I've done this in the last couple of weeks, a couple of different times in terms of. Making a conscious choice to disconnect from my mind. The she's laughing at me again. I just you know there you go Cause she's thinking, how do you do that, Leslie? If there's seven voices, how do you disconnect from all? No, three I'm voices? thinking. <laughs> Why don't
1: you do that more often, Leslie?
0: <laughs> okay, well I'm thinking twice in a week. It's pretty darn good. But uh, to 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 get off the track of what my thought is and to separate back into sort of an awareness or an awakening, you know, like you're saying, just a beingness. And it's fascinating both times how everything changed in a split of a second. You know, the sky was blue or the grass was greener. I mean, everything changed in a split second. And it was like, it was literally like, okay, where did that other Leslie go? Or where did that other thought go? Or how did I get so caught up in what I was caught up in? And now how does it seem so? And and it was always around, the caught upness was always around needing or wanting or fearing something outside of me. And when I took myself off that train and put myself back in alignment with the truth of what it is, I was like, Oh, there is no need. There is no want. And it was fascinating. I heard um, on all things Oprah, uh, the, uh, Elizabeth Lesser does a show, and she was interviewing Neil Donald Walsh, and he did as the author of Conversations with God, which I love that book. And he said that the three main things he he got from God or the big messages he got was uh, one that we are to focus on others not to focus on ourselves. Two, that we should trust the perfection in the process. And three, there is no need. And I've really been focusing on there is no need. And I I'm like really intrigued by how it seems like all of society is set up on need. Yeah. And if I don't need you, then why would I have you around? And if I don't and if you don't need me, then I have absolutely no purpose. I mean there's just no reason for me to get up in the world. You know, if I don't if you don't need me, right? If I'm not some integral part of something. And it's like, Wow and there's just been those couple of times that I've shifted into that, you know, I don't need. But then suddenly when I shifted into that, everything became more Joyful. Everything became deeper. Everything became more. And when I'm focused on the need, it's almost like I'm just skimming the surface of life in this kind of superficial connection. And when I got into this space of understanding there is no need, then it opened the door for like this amazingly deep, authentic, needless, but perfect kind of connection.
1: Yeah, um, Emma Curtis Hopkins has this whole chapter in her book, Scientific Christian Mental Practice, about need, about not needing or Right, there is no need. Oh, yeah, look at Emma. And and it's exactly what you said. It's counterintuitive to the way we've been socialized. Right in the 20th and 21st century, if not earlier, to always be thinking about what we need and attaching value to people, things, events, and activities based on this concept of need. And Emma puts that in such a great perspective because she basically reminds us that God is omnipresent, omniscient, you know, omnipotent, always there, always, you know, providing. It is the source. And so how could you need anything because it's all provided. It is all present. It is all provided. It is all knowing. Mm-hmm. And so there's nothing that you can Want for that has not already been created and available to you in your life, right? And she uses it, it. It's it's really an interesting chapter to read because she even has you basically say, you know, turn your your kind of your self lessons into I don't need. So you know, you take someone who. Doesn't have enough money to pay their bills this month, you know, and they, or maybe for the last six months, and they don't even know what they're gonna do, right? Mm-hmm. And they're afraid they're gonna be homeless because they're gonna, their house is gonna be foreclosed on, and blah blah blah. And she would say that there would be this prayer or this. Affirmation, and just bear with me for a minute because I know affirmations, We the way we teach them, mm-hmm. always present tense, always positive. Mm-hmm. But she has this way of having you create statements nice. that are denial statements that link very well with affirmations. And you would be in that situation and you would be affirming, I don't need money. Oh, I don't need this, or I don't need this, you know, and it's because you can't need it because you already, if you already have it. Gotcha. And so it's almost kind of a reverse psychology thing, although, you know, in the time she wrote it, we didn't have the science of reverse Uh psychology. But to say I don't need something that you've been programming yourself to believe, mm-hmm. I really need it, takes away that clawing, clinging, desperation, desperation, and because um, the reality at the spiritual level is there is no such thing as need. That does kind of just shift everything on its head. Yeah, that was a chapter that actually I didn't get. <coughs> you know, 10 years ago when I read it. I just, mm-hmm. I I knew it was important, but I couldn't put my arms around it. I couldn't, I just didn't get it. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like, I, I think I know what her point is, but it's just not working with me. And then earlier, well, a few months ago when I was teaching the Emma Curtis Hopkins class, mm. and I read, I must have read that chapter 10 times. Wow. And I read it out loud oh, at least two or three times. Uh-huh. And I listened to the recording of it while I was reading it two or three ah. times. And I think it was the reading it out loud that helped me as I read it, as I said it, yes. then I gave it more power. And then I felt it. I felt what it did to right. unlock yes. that sense of of desperation. Right. Right. Um, so
0: and you know, it's a fast. that is a that is that is a fascinating opportunity to be able to to really talk myself out of the need of something. And I think that um again is so often true in life in general when as soon as I accept what is in, in art and I'm not caught up in what I want or what I think I need or what I what I feel must happen. At the moment that I sink into total acceptance, is the moment everything opens up and shifts. It's like my mental obsession with it keeps it locked in this unpenetrable place that there's no movement. Yes. Yet. And so it's in the acceptance, the whole twelve step idea, but it's in the acceptance that. Everything has the opportunity to flow
1: huh 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 and and acceptance of what is is also that opening when I'm not fighting what is right. then there's an opening for me to be inspired in a way that I can't see when I'm so attached to what how I'm interpreting what is happening right now
0: mm-hmm. or,
1: you know, what seems to be, you know, the other piece, you know, we say we need, we're saying that we lack something. If if I really think I need something, I lack it. I can't need it if I don't, if I, if I have it. Right. I already have it. Right. So if there's no lack in God then how could I be lacking anything? I mean, it's really kind of a complex mind puzzle. It is, yeah, because I don't have $10,000 that I can see right here. My bank statement doesn't say I have $10,000 available to me. But if I think I need $10,000 for my child's tuition or I know I need $10,000 for my child's tuition so they'll let my child come to that school, then how can I say I already have it? And it's not in front of me in in $1,000 bills. It's not a number that exists in my bank account. But I'm going to believe that God is providing it right now.
0: You know that's such a. I mean that you know that there's when the rubber hits the road, right? In terms of how philosophy meets life, and you know, um, I don't have a child, two-legged child, but I have four-legged children that I think I need money to do things with, or I have a house that I think I need money to do things with, and um, the fact that the, for me, I'm thinking as you were talking if I'm staying in the in the affirmation of that $10,000 is here, that's a science of mind kind of thing, it's here, it's mine, claim it, visualize it, and six months from now it's still not here. There's, you know, that, that's just, for me, a set up for me to say, oh, see, I said it wrong. And it's funny, We, I do some, I haven't said this in a while, I do some work at the Dallas County Women's Jail and. Um the pod that we're on, it's we focus very much on a higher power concept and um, 12 Steps. We're not a, a Christian-based program. And yet most of the women within the pod identify themselves as Christians, and we have a very Christian language going, and people will say, you know, Jesus saved me. And it's a very Christian language. Suddenly we have um, one young woman whose father is uh science of mind guy and he's been sending her Ernest Holmes books and they've got a group of about seven or eight women that are writing treatments spiritual mind treatments which are uh, affirmative prayers in science of mind so it's really fascinating to go into the jail and hear people have the language of, of metaphysics going on and uh, this young woman brought a treatment that she had written and she was just desperate for me to tell, me, tell her if she'd written it right And um, the treatment was around her going to court and, of course, getting to go home. And I could see that she just had attached, if she just could find the right words, then she could unlock this magic box and she would go to court and she would be free. And just like the week before, we had a woman in group who had gone to court and uh, had gotten ten years, and she was desperate. She came to the group, and she was sobbing, and she was hysterical. And at one point in in her emotion, she said, "You know, I don't understand. I did everything I was supposed to do. I read the Bible. I prayed to God. I did everything I was supposed to do, and I got ten years. And I," she said, "I've just lost my faith. It's just there's no. It just doesn't. It's, it's, God doesn't love me. It doesn't work. And so, I was." Fascinated by this thread between the two, mm-hmm. regardless of the, how they were f- languaging their philosophy. they were still based on the fact that if I do it right, then I will, you know, there would be this magical unlocking of something. And so, what I think when you were telling that story about the ten thousand dollars, because I'm kind of caught up in that. I mean, I could, I could use a thousand dollars, you know, and do some things, some real things with it, you know, and um, but I'm on a deeper level sensing. That the idea is for me to be at peace with none of those things are going to happen, maybe. And who cares? What difference does it make? And maybe my kid doesn't go to that school. And and and, it, and it's the attachment to what it means to having my kid go to that school. or it's the attachment to what it means for me to have my house a certain way. Yes. Yeah. That keeps me sort of in this state of unrest. And when I get out of that and 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 back onto this track of everything is exactly as it is needs to be needs to be see so look at the language as it is it is exactly good then that's what I think unlocks the the magic box so to speak because I think there is a flow I think there is a divine design and I and I don't I don't think it's what I think. I think, you know, I think it's doing this to my house. Well, maybe it's not. Maybe it's something completely different. But as long as I'm focused on this one thing, I've shut myself off to these other things. If I'm just focused on this one school for my kid, I'm just focusing on I have to be free. I have to be in the free world. I have to go to court and get out of jail. That's the only way my faith can demonstrate. That's the only way my... So that's still very limiting. Even in a spiritual mindset, there's a demonstration phase to it. Here's what I want. Yeah, and it is a it is
1: a um, it's a lot to put your mind around because at the same time, you know, when we say that not just in science mind but in all faith practices, you know, it's it's you, thy will be done. the the will of God, the will of my best and highest unfold, um, and at the same time we say. Be clear about what it is you want. <laughs> I want the red bike with the purple animal. Because right, sure. right. you know the universe will respond and react to that. Mm-hmm. And so, it's like, are are those and and when those two things collapse upon themselves, and you you stated exactly what you want, and then that shows up. Mm-hmm. It's it's all hunky dory and great. Yeah, and we're so glad well, good when they get right. to go
0: home. I mean, yeah, I've heard that. Nature. But
1: when we. Claimed our desire for one thing mm-hmm. and it shows up differently.
0: I wrote the spiritual mind treatment wrong.
1: Then, right, it's like, is it thy will be done? And oh, like, um, if we do use the Bible as a reference with Jesus on the cross saying, you know, basically, thy will be done, you know, like. Think about this, and are you sure I' will sure? just give you one you more chance right. you took to like Let's get me off of this cross but, but if you're sure then okay <laughs> i am going with you, <laughs> you know, um
0: it's like
1: that is the act of faith.
0: yes yeah, so yes,
1: if I yes. am yes. not getting the ten thousand dollars, right, It's not that I did the treatment wrong. It's not that I said the prayer wrong. If I got ten years, it's what was really behind that. What what is it that I really want? So, if let's say it's I got sentenced ten years, you know, my prayer really was okay. I I don't want to be sentenced. I want to be released. I want to be free. I may not realize that serving those 10 years is actually what's going to give me the freedom Mm
0: -hmm. of mind
1: Mm -hmm. and body and soul. Mm -hmm. Because if I get released back into the quote-unquote free world, I have to make a living. I can't get a job. I don't have any money. I'm back on drugs or drinking or I can't feed my kids or I'm in prostitution. That's not freedom. I could be dead, yeah. Right. So it's like, oh, what I was really, I said it needed to look a certain way, but really what I want is freedom to live and express myself and not be worried and, you know, wow, that 10-year sentence could be. Now, it's easy for me to say because I'm not the person getting the 10-year sentence. Right, right. But I, you know, think about that in my own life. And, you know, and it's the exact same thing. Am I willing to accept? That you know business is slow, and I don't have the money that I used to have, and um, I'm doing you know things that I wasn't doing ten years ago that I like, and there's a part of me that still you know says what I want is a thriving, successful business working with corporate clients. But it's like, okay, those two pictures don't look the same. Mm-hmm. And that actually is a, what am I ins- gets back to the theme mm-hmm. today because it's like what am I being in, what am I feeling inspired to do? What I've always done, or no? I I really have a lot of inspiration around doing things that are more based on like this show, mm-hmm. saying yes to spirit. What does spirit have for me to do? How do I bring spiritual principles alive in the world as well as in myself? Mm-hmm like I'm clear about
0: that. And it's interesting, you know, the idea of inspiration trying to I'm trying to I'm trying to uh put it together with the idea of affirmative prayer, which is what a spiritual mind treatment is or just prayer in general. And inspiration seems to be sort of like this this root of something that exists, that is. And then my prayer or my spiritual mind treatment seems now that I'm thinking about it, seems to be more coming from or generated by my human mind. And if I can turn that off and fall back into the inspiration... You know, it's so funny. Um, one of the big things that I talk to the women about in the jail is the breath, the breath, and we do breathing exercises. And we're and and you know, there's so many studies out now that show how breathing can you know can obviously shift your anxiety, calm your anger. And many of these women are going to prison. In prison in Texas, you you go for about a month or two in something called the dog pound which is affectionately called that because there's no air conditioning and you're sort of just sardined in and it's a horrible physical conditions. And I get letters from the women that are in the dog pound talking about how their breathing and learning how to control their breath kept them sane in that time. And... What I heard myself say the other day to the women in the county jail was, isn't it interesting that the thing, the one thing that can keep us sane, that is like probably the, the the deepest of profound tools that we have, is always with us, completely available, never something we have to work for or go find or create or you know manipulate on a piece of paper. It's just there. And you know, I, I, you know, I, we both through, been through classes where we wrote, you know, hundreds probably spiritual mind treatments. You, and you know, I and and I would sit for I don't know five minutes, which is like five days for me. But you know, try to get the language right so the teacher would be impressed, right? And you know, how many times, you know, I would think in twelve step programs if I said the serenity prayer or the third step prayer, and I would try to figure out which prayer applies to this situation and how do I? But wouldn't it be funny? if really all of that was just sort of unneeded, you know? And all I have to do is fall back into this inspiration that is completely there, always available to me, and demands no certain formula to be unlocked or
1: revealed. I think I agree with you. I think you're absolutely right. I think that actually is the answer, and everything else we do is to manage our humanity. (laughs) Yeah. Because you know, we teach when we teach affirmative prayer and we teach science, uh spiritual mind treatment, we teach that what you are doing is changing your consciousness. Not your subconscious, not your intuition. You're changing your consciousness, your ego brain, the the your counterbalancing or replacing neural pathways in your brain that you have been that you have created based on your experience your human experience, your life mm-hmm. up to this moment. So that's all it is. You're affirming and demanding and celebrating that which you want to see in an affirmative way
0: so that basically you can get out of your way, take a deep breath, and let spirit work. But then within spiritual management, there's the realization. I mean, you are demanding a certain... Purple bike with yeah, but you're
1: just you're doing that to change your consciousness so that you will believe it and that you'll get out of the way and let spirit make it happen. But you're not convincing spirit. Yes, true. You're, you're not convincing it's,
0: it's, her, but it's, it's for you. It's for the human part of you. But doesn't my human mind, when I get a green bike, or when I get a Corvette, or when I get a skateboard, if I don't get the red bike with the purple handlebars, then I'm set up to say, oh, it didn't work. And how o- how often do we really get the red light with the purple
1: box? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I
0: mean, really? the cynic. No, 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 no. I mean, look around. Even at, you know, wherever, uh, all the spiritual people I know that are deeply spiritual people that are walking around doing these wonderful spiritual mind treatments and prayers, and life is is presenting differently than than the visualization, than the than the realization phase. You know, life is presenting a different picture. And so, how do I keep do I keep refining my spiritual mind treatment? Do I keep you know reading a new book in the Bible? Do I you know go to a Methodist church instead of a Baptist church? You know, do I or Do I just simply stop and let go and be and not have any kind of organized path of which I have to create?
1: Well, that's an option. (laughs) (laughs) Not an option I would highly recommend. I don't think it's it's about the organized path. I think there are, you know, I think there are dozens of tools, spiritual practices or tools. But the reason we use the tools is we're not negotiating or managing God. We're managing our human tendency to allow the brain and the ego to kind of work in logic. So I agree with you that for many people – you know, and, I, yeah, for most people most of the time, that when we say this is what we want and we've prayed for it and it doesn't show up like that or in that exact format, I think you're right. I agree with you. I think for most people most of the time the tendency is the brain, which is being logical, will say, see, it doesn't work. Right. But if I'm saying yes to spirit, then... And I know for me what happens is I'm like, huh, well, that's not exactly what I expected. And I then look at what is it that I actually prayed for and what was the mental equivalent. So, And, and does this move me one step closer to that? So I'm not always looking at or evaluating based on, because I know it's not the end. My life isn't over. So is this taking me one step closer to it? Like, I asked for the red bike with purple, hem, whatever exactly you said. Like a large. Uh-huh, and And so good. I got a green bike.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, okay, I got a bike. And what I was excited about was the bike so I could be riding around the corner to see my friends and so, or to get to class. And so, oh, that's really, you know, the, the way it looked, the red and the purple mm-hmm. are my favorite colors. And I would really like that. But what I was really, what I was excited about was having transportation to get to class or to go see my friends. And guess what? This bike does that. So I'm looking for how it does match. Mm -hmm. And when it doesn't seem to match at all, yeah, I agree with you that the brain will look for fault and blame. But the stronger I am in my spiritual practices, the less likely I am to go there over time. And I may be confused. I may be, like, scared. I may be like, okay, I don't get this. But I don't don't think it doesn't work. And I don't think I did something wrong. I think, you know, there's divine order and there's divine timing. And, okay, there's something happening here that I don't understand. But I know it's for my good. If I'm living my life in a place that says yes to spirit,
0: I know that spirit knows more than I do. And and if I do, and I love that because that's what I believe. I believe the whole, the oneness, you know, knows more than my little individual speck of the oneness. Although that's not really true. I really don't believe that. I believe ultimately we all know what we all know. But I get the concept that 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 there's this, you know, the ocean is. Grander than the one drop that I represent, even though it's the same DNA, so to speak, in my one drop um, but I'm really fascinated by this this idea that I'm still trying to be the master of my own my drop my drop is trying to to act like it's the whole ocean when all I really have to do is accept that I am the whole ocean and just be. I keep coming back to this idea of just putting all of the and I'm a big tool person. Oh my goodness, I just I just frustrated the heck out of a client earlier this morning. You know, here's you know, here's three step shooting to do, you know, all the time and when I'm working in the jelly, and I've got, you know, tons of ideas and tools and we talk about that of course, twelve step shoot, twelve tool belt, here's the tool thing you're gonna use. And I've you know, in all of my tens of thousands of dollars of therapy on myself, and all of my self-help groups, and all of my spirituality, you know, I've got—I am not lacking for things to do. Tools to release is a tool. <laughs> yes, but and there are
1: and yeah, we release we is the
0: final it. tool in the in the spiritual mind treatment. I'm aware release of Release
1: is a tool at any step in any way. Releasing my ego. Releasing my ego sense of control. See, I don't see using the tools as trying to control my life. You don't see it as you're setting it up to to go in a certain direction. I think that the responsibility of human life, you know, so that will get us back to the walking through walls example, right? If, If we are experiencing life in human form, there is a, there is, there's an experience of humanity that is not the same as being 100% in spiritual, in spiritual form, which is formless, which has no physical presence. So if you have a physical presence and, there, and the brain is active and the heart is pumping and all of that, then there's a human experience, and part of that is choosing. and and that you have free will to choose and create life. It's not predetermined. What's predetermined is that you get to choose, and spirit moves in that direction in, as, and through you. So I don't think you can totally separate that, but releasing into the inspiration of spirit and um, being guided, guarded, and directed by spirit is a tool I'm releasing so that I get divine inspiration that helps me decide what to do and where to go and how to be in the world. And for me, that's not controlling, that's contributing my life
0: energy into the life of the one. I heard, it must be Oprah Day. I heard her talk about how every day her is prayer. Oprah Day. Is. <laughs> I love it. I do love all things Oprah um I heard her talk about her biggest prayer for her whole life has always been for um God to make use of her, right? Use me, use me. And the third step prayer in in, in twelve step programs talks about the first says, is, God I offer myself to you, for you to build with me and do with me through thou will. And and for probably twenty years I said that prayer every morning. And it seems to me that 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 if I that I that I can't have both ends. I can't say God use me, take me, do with me, build with me, and ride a spiritual mind treatment for a red bike with purple handlebars. That I if I am completely committed to God use me, then I'm going to wake up in the day and and fall back into intuition and inspiration, and go right even if I thought I was supposed to go left and you know, be be in tune with this flow that will absolutely go, you know, take me into amazing things that I can't even, I couldn't even conceptualize. But if I'm constantly trying to get the red bike with the yellow, oh, we made them yellow, the red bike with the purple handlebars, it's almost like I'm throttling back inspiration i'm pulling back spiritual divine design because i'm saying wait a second i want a purple bike with red hand because of that to me wow that's that's the end all be all but wow if i got out of the way you know there's something really extraordinary that i don't even go have a language for red bike with purple handlebars <laughs> because for you well, to want this that much
1: could be the reflection of the divine design. I I think that
0: we can go back. Now that's, an, that. interesting that's, that's an interesting thought. That is like anything. Thought. So people, that you, but it becomes more. I'm on the I'm on the HOV lane to the you know. If I let go of the spiritual mind treatment, the prayer, and reading the Bible, and doing the thing, and having the that If I just go with the flow, then I might do a spiritual mind treatment, read the Bible, say a prayer, but it's. It's inspired by the, the desire to get closer to the energy source, or become more awakened, or to be more what I'm being already. The 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 reason of doing it isn't to materialize the bike. It's it's to gain more access to the flow. Yeah, there's always the question of why do
1: you want the bike? Mm-hmm. Why is the bike important to you? And what is the experience you expect to receive having the bike? So if I'm doing prayer with someone and they ask me to pray for something specific, Mm -hmm. almost always I will ask this question. If you have that thing or that person or that outcome, how would you feel Uh Or I ask, why is having that thing or that person or that outcome so important to you? Right. So the why Uh has everything to do with the what. So if somebody comes to me and says they want, you know, the red bike with the purple handlebars, and I say, how will you feel? And they'll feel, I'll feel freedom, I'll feel excitement, I'll feel... You know, cute on the bike. And, you know, well, that's the feeling. And then it's why do you want it? Well, I want it because all my friends will be jealous, or I want it because I'll be the only one with the red bike, or I'll want it because, you know, versus I want it because I want to be able to go get my friends or go see my friends, or I want it so I can go to school, you know, every day. It's like the why behind it is what shifts. The energy for me? Is it ego driven? Is it service driven? Is it expansion? Is it harming someone else? I want everybody else to be jealous or I want everybody else to be below me. I mean, all of that. And we can't always tell just by what is asked for. The more spiritual maturity you have, this is a Tracy opinion. <laughs> the more spiritual
0: maturity you have, uh huh, uh huh, I'm sure, yes. I'm gonna
1: your realization step in your treatment or your what you are asking for in your affirmative prayer is reflecting your spiritual maturity wherever you are right now, not bad or good, just wherever you are. So I think that's that's you know when you refer to Oprah saying her you know most constant prayer is to use me, and then she gets an idea to read The Color Purple or to produce right. a, a musical, Right. then her prayers are going right. to be that this musical is successful, right. Right. or this film is, is successful, and I win an Academy Award for it. That could be her prayer, but the genesis of it was I want to be used, and I was inspired to say yes to acting in this, to being an actor in this role. And the measure, the external measure of success
0: is the Academy Award, and I want that. She didn't go into the concept saying, I want the Academy Award. The the
1: inspiration came because she felt being directed to, to be used in a way to make an impact and give an important message. And then yeah, the humanness attaches to the Academy Award because guess what? That means a whole lot of people saw it, a whole lot of people said it was good, and I am being used in a way that gives an important message to the
0: world. Yes, I am being used, and you know, I I um, shifted my affirmation or my thought to the twelve step thing. I am happy, joyous, and free. So that's going to be mine for the week. I'm going to stay with that. I am happy, okay. joyous, and free. And we'll free. see how that inspires you. <laughs> How oh, I could fall back into that.
1: <laughs> so that's about all the time we have today, starting with the theme inspiration and talking about that and seeing where it leads and just following that trail. I uh, hope you, that you've had an opportunity to think about what inspires you and how you know when you're inspired. And we hope you'll join us again for Say, Say yes, yes to serious.